What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Before we get into today's show, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Harry's. Of course, you guys know Harry's.com. I'm talking about it all the time. I'm a Harry's guy. I have been for the last five years. Listen, all you have to do is get yourself over to harrys.com slash lineup and you're going to get one of the highest quality raising shaving products that you have ever had the razor the weighted handle the shave gel all you got to do is pay shipping get over there sign up harrys.com slash lineup let them know we sent you and you're never going to turn back let's get into today's show The Daily Fantasy Podcast, bringing you lineup construction ideas for the DFS slate upcoming on FanDuel and DraftKings. I am your host, Sean Kane, and we are coming at you with a Tuesday slate uh, right before the All-Star break here, guys. Hey, listen. The name of the game right now is Avoid <laughs> avoid the Landmine. Avoid the Landmine. I have, uh, ever since... Ever since that 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 New Orleans Indiana game with the leaky roof, where it was just the whole thing was a landmine. I feel like every single slate there has been some massive massive holes in the slate, um, just just some absolute downers last night. I was I was all over Joel Embiid, feeling like the consistency, the massive numbers that he had been putting up, the the thin New York front court, all added up to JoJo for me. He just wasn't there. T.J. McConnell triple-double. Obviously. Obviously, T.J. McConnell triple-double night. What was I thinking? But no, it is, it's the name of the game right now, man. And this is when you, you, know, you, 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 you avoid the landmines. You're very thoughtful about your lineup construction and your bankroll management. And you, you, you get into the all-star break and you come out looking, looking fresh. Hey, listen. Patreon.com. Got to say thank you to two new patrons. Uh, Want to say thank you to to Mitchell and Brandon. Welcome aboard, as well as um, Mark and Tyler. Uh, welcome, guys, and uh, good to have you on board. I really, really, really appreciate the support over there on Patreon.com, getting access to 5 by 5 and all that good stuff. Of course, we're always updating our tools. Josh just added, I don't know, I'm sure some people saw him tweeting about it. Josh, the Excel mad professor that he is, uh, new metric, box creation. It's a, kind of an advanced usage statistic about players' capability to create offense uh, in what are 
in, in multiple forms and fashions, whether it be isolation, scoring, um, assists, you know, that, that kind of thing. So it measures their ability to do all those things. So box creation is an interesting new, new piece that Fern is working on patrons only, um, a much more subtle metric, not, not necessarily fantasy related, but related to the quality of offense that, um, a certain position yields. You'll hear me reference that a, a little bit. Um, we can also call it space creation, um, whatever you want to call it, but it, 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 it it's interesting. Um, and if you want to know more about it, talk to Josh on Twitter. Listen, we've got six games, same size as last night. So, you know, you're going to, we're, we're thinking the same strategic, strategic arc that we were last night about. Um, okay. Where, where do I start with this slate? What, how, what do I see playing out last night? I mean, there was nothing obvious last night. There was nothing obvious about last night. Um, there seemed to be some killer spots, you know, um, and a couple, a couple guys definitely performed the way that we hoped or we expected, but I mean, Kevin Durant, 36 points. Okay. Then, you know, that doesn't, that's not what we were looking for. You know, Paul Gasol drops a 50 burger. Fine. You know, you expected him to play well, but not a 50 burger. Um, and Donnie Mitch, you know, Donnie Mitch went bananas too, which was against the Spurs, which you don't necessarily expect, but makes good sense when you think about it. So again, it's 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 been it's it's been a it's been a, a a rocky week in NBA. You have to kind of you know not plan accordingly uh, tonight going into the same size slate. Find your spots and stick to them. Um, so let let's not waste any more time. Let's get into tonight's slate. All right, first thing, looking at Miami at Toronto. This should be a really good one. This should be a good one. Um, interesting injury news in this one. OG Ananobi has an ankle. Um, and shout out, by the way, to a new new writer on our site, uh, Jay Brancato. Follow him, Jay underscore Brancato. Uh, he is going to be covering um, injury news uh, for us um, th- this week. Um, and, and, and wrote a really nice piece over there, Lineup Logic DFS, about injuries and implications. So the different, um, you know, need-to-know type DFS injuries and the on-off implications. So really quick reference for you guys who, you know, when you normally scour the injury boards, Jay, Jay put it all together for you over there. So great read, Lineup Logic DFS. Check him out. Sorry. Miami at Toronto, uh, OG Ananobi is questionable with an ankle um, and did not play the second half last week. Uh, or excuse me, in the last game that they played, C.J. Miles took over. So C.J. Miles, we should expect to probably start a combination of him and Norm Powell. But C.J. Miles, of course, the you know the three point shooting veteran, um, is is an interesting value play for for sure. What it really does for me is it kind of changes the wing defense of the Toronto Raptors. You know, adding Ananobi there really has kind of helped reinforce. Um, their wing defense, which struggled a lot last year, if you remember. Um, you know, when they were playing Norm Powell and DeMar DeRozan, they did not have a lot of defensive firepower at the two and the three. And it CJ Miles is is probably a little better than Norm Powell, but um not an OG Ananobi. And Ananobi's on ball defense is just also a symptom of just his physicality. He's just a huge human being. So you know, I think it's interesting to to start to think about some guys like a Josh Richardson in this situation. Um, Tyler Johnson has been in the starting lineup with Dwayne Wade getting about 20 minutes off uh, the bench there. Um, 
so I, I think this game is going to be a, a tight. These two teams know each other, and that's represented in the low total and, and relatively, you know, relatively respectable spread. Seven-point spread is not necessarily that respectable, but it, Toronto is at home where they have been phenomenal this year. They have been excellent at home. So, um, you know, a 205 total with a, with a seven-point spread, I Miami could easily cover this. I think Miami covers, covers this one, uh, no, no, no doubt about it. Um, Atlanta at Milwaukee. Uh, this one is a 207 total, 208 total, excuse me. And Milwaukee is favored by just about eight points, one, seven and three quarters here in this one. Um, you know, as far as injuries goes, John Henson is still dealing with that aggravated hamstring injury. He is likely going to to be out. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what his story is. Thon Maker will probably start in his place. So we'll see. Um, Jabari Parker probably will play off the bench, um, 20 minutes, right? Maybe 20 minutes for him. Um, that's, that's what, uh, that's what I would guess. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, plenty of good run from, you know, the core guys, Eric Bledsoe, um, Eric Bledsoe getting over 30, Tony Snell flirting with 30, Giannis nearly 40, Chris Middleton nearly 40. Uh, you know, those are your guys and they have no problem with them at home against a, a bad Atlanta defense in this situation. So definitely a spot that, I, that I'm interested in on the Atlanta side of things, you know, I've been avoiding them and I think I will continue to avoid them in this situation, but I do have some interest in Dwayne Dedman. He just is probably a problematic matchup for them. And he played 30 minutes the other night. Um, which is probably the right thing. I don't know if they're just kind of nursing him back after that injury, um, but if he's going to get 30 minutes, very interested in 30 minutes of Dwayne Dedman, um, who is just, he's a capable, capable rebounder, um, you know, and, and, and at his price, he's, a, he's an interesting floor type play. Now, he was like 4,800. He's not there anymore because he put up a massive number, but that's what he's capable of. He's he's capable of he's 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 capable of um, moving over to the moving over to the west of Milwaukee. If you're following geographically on a map, uh, we're getting we're going to Minneapolis, just a a a, a, a short four hour drive from Milwaukee. Um, no, it, the Rockets are in Minnesota. This should be a really fun game. Uh, two two eleven total in this one. Um, two twenty one total. Excuse me. Two twenty one total in this one. Rockets favored by three on the road. Um, just under three uh, against the the Wolves at home. You know the Wolves. The Wolves have struggled here down the stretch. You know losing to Chicago, losing that backbreaker to um, you know that heartbreaker to. Um, Cleveland uh, on the road there that that was a bummer for them um but you know nobody's injured on the Wolves uh we know what their rotation looks like it's going to be you know plenty of minutes for them against uh the Rockets Trevor Reese is still not back for the Rockets which has meant we're getting a whole lot of um you know mixed <laughs> a, a mixed bag of Mba Mute PJ Tucker Ryan Anderson uh, and even a little Gerald Green, a dash of Gerald Green, if you will, um, a dash of Gerald Green. So anywhere between 22 and 29 minutes for those three guys. Now, the most consistent of whom has been 
and Bamute and 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 Tucker both at about 30 minutes for their defense, I think. They've been able to finish games, especially in a game like this. I think you would see one of those guys out there trying to help on uh, Jimmy um, in that situation. So one of them is going to probably finish this game where the, you know, they, they take some pressure off of a guy like uh, Eric Gordon and, um, you know, Ryan Anderson. They can't really ask him to do, to do too much defending. So uh, they throw those two guys out there to finish defensively, which, which makes a lot of good sense. Um, off, you know, from a fantasy perspective, you're not really seeing much production from them. I mean, the minutes are there from Bamute, and if he gets his shots up, he can be productive. Um, you know, I, I think you there. There's an argument to play him that that makes good sense, but the ceiling is 23, so that that kind of undermines your argument to play him. Um, Cavs versus the Thunder. No total up in this one just yet, or that was as of this morning, as I'm doing my research. Let me double check. Yeah, no. No total up in this one just yet because we don't have news on Russ. Uh, And that's the big injury news here. Russ and Carmelo both questionable with, uh, well, Russ is an ankle. Um, And Carmelo, I don't know. Carmelo is a knee, I believe. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's... he is uh he is okay. So Russ Russ went to a non-contact practice on Monday. Uh but we'll see. Tuesday I'm I'm reading in re rereading the injury report. Uh he did a non-contact practice. Carmelo his ankle, he didn't practice, so he's uncertain. I don't know. I, my guess is that Russ goes against the new look Cavs, like right before the all-star break, like this is the one game he wants to get in before, um, you know, before the break they're at home. Um, I, I, I think he would go, um, especially if he can go through a non-contact practice, they get a couple more treatments in today, you know, he's okay. Um, I, I, my, that would be my guess, but I think mellow, maybe mellow sits, right. If he didn't go through those non-contact drills, then maybe he sits. Which is interesting because uh, we're going to get some good Patrick Patterson minutes. And Patrick Patterson has been pretty productive, um, relatively productive. In the, you know, in the last three games, he's gotten over 25 minutes. He had 19, 10, and then 28 fantasy points against Memphis. That score, that, you know, the, that production against Memphis is impressive. I'm not really sure what, what the hell happened against the Lakers. But the production against Memphis is impressive. I, I, I will take that in my lineup now. The other guy who benefits from this is Jeremy Grant, who will play right behind him, who has shown about a floor of about 22 fantasy points in the last five when he's been called on for about 20-plus minutes of duty. Uh, so definitely a guy who we know is productive off the bench. You can trust Jeremy Grant. He just, he's, you know, he, he's active. He's capable rebounder. Uh, he will take easy buckets and, and you know, dunks and, and, and stuff like that. So, you're interested in Jeremy Grant on the Cavs side of things. I mean, you know, give me 20 minutes here and we'll break down what's going on. Um, <laughs> you know, they went through, they went straight through, <laughs> straight through Boston. No problem. Um, from a fantasy perspective, it's still mostly just LeBron, but J.R. Smith, you know, and, and this is the thing. You're going to fall in love with some of J.R. Smith's numbers. You have to pay attention to how well he's shooting. And you have to kind of mediate how you feel about it, right? 
he shoots six of seven from the field across 26 minutes in Boston. You go, no, 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 no. That number's not real. You, that's not a real number for an NBA three-point shooter, right? That's a great performance. That's a performance that helps them win that game and blow Boston out. Boom, done. You'll take it for real basketball. But for fantasy basketball, you have to read between the lines and say, okay, that's not consistent. We can't necessarily take that. Is J.R. Smith 39% career, you know, or 40%? Yes, he's a phenomenal three-point shooter, but you have to estimate that more likely than anything, he's probably going to put up six to seven shots, and he's probably going to hit three, right, if we're, if we're lucky. So so you, you have to be careful what you wish for with J.R. Smith and looking at some of these numbers that he's put up recently. Now, he has going to be, is going to feel an increased offensive role. You feel good about that? Chetty Oseman should be back in the lineup. He's probably going to play 29 to, to, to 30 minutes. Not a great matchup for him. Defensively, this is going to be tougher. And you can see just kind of how he struggled a little bit more against Boston um, versus what he did against Atlanta. Now, Atlanta, obviously, a much worse defensive team. And I feel like Chetty is going to be a guy that down the stretch, him and, you know, guys like him and Jordan Clarkson are going to be guys that we target against bad defense, the Magic, things like that. Um, some of these poor Eastern Conference teams where those guys can make, make the most of their 29 minutes, um, which, by the way, is what, what Clarkson got is, as well. Um, Clarkson, I believe, 20... Sorry. I said 29 minutes um, and 23. 23 minutes for Clarkson, 21 minutes for Larry Nance behind Jeff Green. Um uh, you know, 15 for Corver. They they really are going to stretch out this rotation if they can. Now, in a game against the Thunder with the core starters out there, I'm going to think that you probably get nearly 30 minutes of George Hill, LeBron, JR. Now, who plays the three is challenging to me. It's either Chetty. Chetty's going to start, from what I understand. It's going to be Chetty. But I also think you could see some Rodney Hood out there if they need more shooting. So that is that's a little bit more complicated. And then playing at the center will be Tristan Thompson with a you know a dash of Larry Nance behind him. Um, you know I think the Larry Nance the Larry Nance Tristan Thompson thing is going to be twenty eight twenty eight twenty more or less um, more or less for the rest of the year. So the 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 question about Chetty Osman and 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 Rodney Hood is a complicated one. And I think I would rather sit this one out and maybe miss out on some value than uh, overreact to a small sample size. Um, Sacramento at Dallas, no total here. Um, and Wesley Matthews is a questionable uh, with an injury. Uh, that that That's a big deal. I mean, he's been scoring a lot. Um, you know, he, he, he's been really productive for them for, as a, from a scoring perspective. Um, perspective and 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 really really valuable from a fantasy perspective as well so uh Wesley Matthews actually okay so upgraded to probable he was questionable as of yesterday um DSJ has been playing really really well he is in a good spot um we're gonna see what the front court looks like um you know Dirk sat out on Sunday after a couple big games um and Harrison Barnes was dealing with an injury, so we had been getting some really, really good Dwight Powell run. Um, and we're going to see I, plenty of good minutes for Dwight Powell down the stretch. I mean, I just don't think Salam Ajiri is, is, is necessarily 
doing a ton to to get his spot in that rotation. And I think Dwight Powell has proven that he's going to get a little bit a little bit more run. I was interested to see how much production um, Doug McDermott got. I mean, 33 minutes, he had 19 fantasy points. Um, that I found very interesting. I found that very, very interesting straight away. I mean, him and, and, and um, Collinsworth are, are both playing a ton of minutes. Um, you know, and okay, in, in that Houston game, Dirk was out, um, and I, I don't know if Harrison Barnes was out as well. Um, no, he played. But it, it really is interesting how, how many minutes they're finding for some of these guys. Um, so keep an eye on it. It's going to be a down the stretch as they tank. It's going to be hard, I think, to figure out what this rotation exactly exactly looks like. Oh, well, Wesley Matthews set out that Houston game, too. So he had Dirk and Wesley Matthews out in that game. That makes sense why Dirk, McDermott played so much. Um, but, yeah. Um, all right, moving over to the, uh, well, the Sacramento side of things, of course, we know the veteran rest issue is, is going to continue to come up. The really the only assets that you trust are the ones who we know are going to play consistent 30 minutes. Um, and that is Willie Cauley Stein and De'Aaron Fox. Those are the two guys that I feel like you can go uh, back to consistently on that team. San Antonio at Denver. Uh, we do not have a total in this one and we have some injuries. So I, this is like, how well, how well do you know pop? This is the pop test. Can you avoid getting popped? Um, he is on a back. He is on a back to back. Okay, he is on a back. They're on a back to back. They are banged up. Um, they are going into the All Star break. Um, and they just played a massive game down the stretch against Utah. Wood that that literally you know was two pointer. So already ruled out Kawhi, Rudy Gay, obviously Kawhi and Rudy Gay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm repeating that. LaMarcus, okay. Manu, doubtful on the back-to-back. He has not played a lot of back-to-backs this year. The one guy you really got to pay attention to is Pau Gasol. He had a monster game last night. Massive number, put up 33 minutes. Is he going to play that much on the back-to-back? I don't know. I mean, it's probably a conversation that he and Pop have, like, hey, how do you feel? You're going to get a couple days off. Feeling okay? You know? What you know? What's the story here? And he could play. I mean, he you know, but he could also you know play twenty four or twenty five minutes. Um, he could not play his his full allotment. I I'm not really sure. He was super productive against Utah and like impressively productive against Utah. Um, and you know still has that gear where he can score a lot. Um, the point guard rotation is healthy, so I think unless we see Tony Parker get ruled out or something like that, expect what you've normally seen from those guys. Um, you're going to see probably plenty of minutes for Kyle Anderson. I don't think Pop has any problem playing him. He's a young guy. He's proven he can handle handle that. Um, you're going to see plenty of minutes for Danny Green. And and and, and behind him, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, well, they didn't play Brandon Paul at all, which tells me that they're going to play Brandon Paul some in this game, um, as well as uh, my guess would be Bryn Forbes and stuff like that. But Joffrey Laverne should get some run. Davis Bertans will probably get another 30 minutes. Um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's a tough rotation there. Avoiding 
avoid avoiding the total and complete letdowns and not I, I would say be skeptical with your projections. And if you have any issues with playing the Spurs or you're nervous about it, you don't have to play them. But there is value on this team. There is value on this team because they're so thin. And they have to put somebody on the floor. They have to. Even if Denver is going to wallop them um, just because they're, you know, they're punting, they have to put somebody on the floor. Um, on the Denver side of things, no serious injuries that we're really concerned about. We know it's been... Mason Plumley in the last couple of weeks, and we've seen a combination of you know Darrell Arthur, Trey Lyles, and stuff like that. As uh, as underwhelming as that is, we've seen that uh, qu- quite a bit. Um, the rotation at the three has has been kind of a mess. Tory Craig, Wilson Chandler, Wilson Chandler, a massive game against Phoenix. I'm not doing anything with that against the Spurs. Addition of Devin Harris is clear that Devin Harris is just going to play backup point guard straight up behind Jamal Murray. Boom. He played 21. Murray played 27 in that Phoenix game. Um, yeah. Uh, so it, it, Mike Malone is going to be as cryptic and difficult to, to decipher as ever, and things are going to be inconsistent. So just be be ready for that. Uh, this game may just be a total fade because it's, uh, it's hard to read. Uh, okay, that's it. Let's go into the player breakdown and figure out who we love. All right, let's go ahead to the top of the slate where everything starts at the point guard position. Um, we have two options here um, that I'm I'm very interested in. Um, obviously, R- Russell Westbrook. Anytime you're in a high total competitive game for Russ, very interested. 12-1 on FD, 11-4 on DK. Chris Paul, very interested in him at 9-6-9-1. I think that's a nice... Uh, aggressive price. I I like that price for him. I think it's right on where I would be interested in paying for Chris Paul. So let's talk a little bit about Russ here in this situation. Obviously, if he's he's questionable with the ankle, but if he goes, I I, I think you have to take some good interest in him here. The question you really have is, is how does the Cavs defense change, right? George Hill, uh, a much better on ball defender. And, and frankly, I mean, that was one of the first things that, that LeBron complimented him on. He he mentioned that instantly in the post game. Um, you know, Kyrie uh, had a had a decent game. He didn't play that many minutes. Twenty seven fantasy points across twenty six minutes. If he plays the fourth quarter, you got to think he hits value um, in that situation down the stretch. So Russ, I think, is is on track to you know do do his his averages at twelve one. You're asking for sixty. This isn't the same Cleveland defense, so I think it's very safe that you get 50-plus from Russ if he goes, if he's good to go. Uh, You know, he's been 1.37 fantasy points across the last five, averaging just over 50 points. I think that that's right. On the year, though, he's been 1.5 fantasy points, averaging above 55, so just above 55. So do you see a path to... 55 yeah I I do I mean this is Russell Westbrook you, you you absolutely do and you'll take 55 at that at that price I don't think that that's craziness you know you're not disappointed if he goes out and he puts up 55 uh but I don't necessarily see a 70 burger from him here because this isn't just just isn't the same defense frankly um so if you want to go down to a guy like Chris Paul versus Minnesota I really really like this spot um you know Minnesota has has certainly struggled um with um with 
with the point guard position now you know it's it's not necessarily re- completely representative in the dvp but they 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 have struggled uh you know it's been a it's been a, a plus matchup pl- above average you know as far as backcourt goes um and and slightly above average as far as efficiency allowed and i'm looking at you know my spreadsheet and they rank as kind of yeah it's like the fourth or fifth best matchup now What's interesting in my mind, however, is, you know, in Josh's new model um, of box creation, um, which is space creation, whatever you want to call it, this is this is the best possible matchup for point guards on the slate. What does that mean? Well, it means that Minnesota allows point guards to make plays. Right, which is part of the reason why their defensive efficiency struggled so much and assists allowed and things like that. So, for a creator like Chris Paul in this situation, that's not necessarily to be clear. That's not a measurable, predictive thing. What it is, however, is a kind of a nuanced look at the Miami Minnesota defense for me to say, hmm, okay, this is an indicator that maybe if I already like Chris Paul and his price, which I do love his price. This is an indicator that maybe pushes me towards. This is another thing that I think he, you know, I I, I would like uh, uh, about him in in this situation. Now, they just played this game, um, you know, and and it was it was relatively it was relatively tight. Um, it was a it was a pretty competitive game. There was some good fantasy performances for sure. We know that. Um, and in that outing, Chris Paul had forty six, which seems to be about the floor of late. In the last five, he's averaged forty four and on the season averaging 42. So definitely a spot where you feel like Chris Paul is going to set the floor 40, probably 45, and then you hope that maybe a little bit of, um, oh, for a little bit of extra production to push him over the top. And let's be clear, like two performances over 50 in the last five, okay? And in the last 10, he's gone um, for four performances. So, you know, it's like every so often, CP3 drops the 60 burger. And if you get that that night, um then you've taken you 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 you've taken a really really productive point guard at a discount. And I think at 9600 you're asking him for over 45. That's really 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 feasible in one of the higher totals of the night. I think it's a good value. James Harden at Minnesota um you know, we just talked about this matchup. He's been pretty tame lately. Um, you're paying for similar numbers to Chris Paul, um, to be completely honest with you, but you're not necessarily getting James Harden level, you know, Miami, or excuse me, Orlando Magic 98 point production. You're getting many more outcomes in the 40s. You are getting outcomes that would indicate his price would be a little bit more fair if it was in the 10Ks. Which is which is crazy, but he's eleven three um, on 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 Fanduel, and he is eleven uh, k on DraftKings. And this is ne- not necessarily a bad matchup, but it's not necessarily a great matchup either. He only had thirty two points in this this game last time out, and why? I mean, part of that is because Jimmy Butler, and you're capable of shifting the production on this team over to someone else, then you do that. Right. If Jimmy Jimmy is dogging Harden and not making mistakes and sending him to the free throw line, well, you're going to have a game where he only scores ten points. Right. That's what he did. He only scored ten points in that game at thirty two fantasy points. Now that is that an outlier? Yes, he did take fifteen shots, 
Um, and he didn't play a ton of minutes. Um, 25 minutes in that one. Um, because it was one of his first games back from, from, from injury. Um, and so you see 1.2 fantasy points per minute, but that's not the James Harden that we, we had been seeing earlier in the season when, you know, Chris Paul wasn't in and out of the lineup. That's a 1.5 fantasy points per minute, which he's, he's been at that number, uh, consistently, uh, you know, well on and off. My question is, is how many raw points can you score against Jimmy Butler? I, that's that's what gives him the ceiling, right? When he scores 35 or 40 points, that's when you're going to get a massive performance from him um, because he doesn't have to do as many assists. He definitely doesn't have to do any defense, um, you know, because they have enough perimeter defenders now. So it's, 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 it's you're paying a pretty penny, um, you know, for obviously for a great asset here, but I just, the, given the production right now, I don't know if you're getting what you, you hoped you were getting. Does that make sense? Um, so I, I think from a point per dollar perspective, I'd rather go to the small forward position, which is just absolutely loaded, um, absolutely loaded with with product productive guys. Um, you know, uh, Paul George is now 10K, so we're gonna have to talk about him. But on you know on, we also have Giannis at 11.8 and 10.7 on DK, LeBron at 11.5 on both sites. So, uh, you know, we got to talk about all three of these guys because they've been just just excellent. And I think for me, a small forward being a position that I can't stand this season, I'm going to probably go back to Giannis or LeBron in their matchups, uh, even Paul George in this situation. So Giannis versus Atlanta, really, really interesting to me at 11-8. You obviously always want to attack the front court here. We've been attacking the small forward, but you can also attack the four. Uh, he had 52 here earlier in the season. It's a plus matchup to both the three and the four, uh, you know, and as far as, you know, comparing him to Harden or comparing him to, um, comparing him to, uh, LeBron, I, I think the reason that I would prefer Giannis because the raw numbers don't necessarily suggest that he is in, he is in better form than James Harden. And in fact, they're both at, you know, Giannis at about 1.3 fantasy points per minute, um, you know, has shown similar outcomes, but three of the last five for him have been over 50, whereas three of Harden's last five have been under 50, right, in the 40s, the high 40s. So you like the matchup, and I think that that's what I really, really prefer, and you like that he's at home. If you need tiebreakers, that's where I'm going. If you need a, you know, if you're just, if it's just preference, I think you, take whoever you want but as far as attacking a bad defense goes you know Atlanta's Atlanta's terrible um and they've allowed some massive games in the in the front court um you know to to the small forward position um and to 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 wings in general so I I definitely would like a a, you know a ball dominant a ball dominant wing like Giannis in this situation uh, uh, against them and like I said 52 from him last time out that's just a share. You're just a hair under where you want to be as far as his point per dollar value. Now, LeBron in this situation at home, you really just have to love what he's been doing and the consistency that he offers is obviously unparalleled as far as you know, just a fantasy asset. Um, and in the last two games, and, and you have to think of it in this way, you have to think of it in the last two games without, you know, the whole team. 
basically, he has been at 1.5 and 1.8 fantasy points per minute. So he is trending in the right direction, whereas Harden trending in a little bit of the wrong direction from a point-per-dollar perspective, and Giannis as well. I think I, I kind of probably weigh Harden and Giannis's current form similarly, but I prefer Giannis's matchup against a bad Atlanta defense. Does that make sense? LeBron has a phenomenal ma- excuse me, a phenomenal current form, but he has a really has a, has a difficult spot um, against a very very good Oklahoma City defense. And Paul George is you know no joke. He he played thirty eight minutes against the Thunder. Um, last time out when they had that you know they gave up 148 points he only had 33 fantasy points and so you put Paul George and James Harden in these situations where they have elite on ball defense and you have to be a little bit concerned but I love the way he's playing right now you know double digit assists in both of the the last two games the fact that he went out and had 19 assists in that Hawks game it's just unbelievable. And again, that's an indicator of the ceiling potential that Giannis potentially has. Now, he's not quite the facilitator that LeBron is, but you can see the raw production that he's capable of in this spot. Um, so definitely interested in in Braun. I think he's a very, very safe investment at 11.5. I feel very strongly uh, about you know his, his floor here being 50-plus. I mean, no doubt about it. There's just the way he's playing right now. Um, Paul George on the opposite side of things, He's just, I mean, the man is just on fire. Like, are you kidding me? In the last five, he's averaged over 40 fantasy points. Now, obviously, we saw two of those games without um, without Russ and, and Carmelo, but I, you cannot deny how productive he has been, um, you know, since since the beginning of January. Um, you know, and, and, and in the last three, 63, 47, and 56, he just, he's found a shot. He just has zero, he's zero hesitation right now. He's firing, you know, and, and feeling it. like healthy, feeling great, really, really playing well. Uh, and, and proving again that he is still one of the best small forwards in the league. If not, um, you know, top three, depending on how you classify LeBron and, and Giannis, whether or not you put him at, you know, at the four, um, so PG definitely in play. I, you can't evaluate. If this was the normal Cleveland defense, you would say all day, all day. You can't evaluate them the same way, though. And what you have to be careful about is, is that you have to think that they have more live bodies. They're much more sound defensively just in their fundamentals and the way that they're playing you know, and approaching these games. Um, so I don't necessarily think that it's a smash lock especially if Russ comes back. Um, you know, he's playing some bad teams when he put up those numbers. You know, Memphis is a bad team. The Lakers are a bad team. Um, you know, obviously not Golden State, but um, that that's what I'm worried about. So I, I think if you're saying, no, 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 too rich for my blood, I expect the 40-burger, he's going to go back down, then that makes good sense to me, and I would understand why you'd walk away. But if you want to ride the wave and you have the money, I think that makes sense too. Uh, but it's it's more of a tournament play. It's not a cash game play. You will not see Paul George in, in, in a lot of cash game lineups, especially when you can get to a guy like Jimmy Butler who's cheaper in a you know in an equally high total game, I think, and against a worst or in a in a much more clear situation where they need his offense. At the center position, you have two options. 
You have Jokic and you have Cat, both 9,400 uh, on on FanDuel. Um, and they are, do, 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 where are they on DK? 89 and 92, respectively, on DK, um, which, is, which, is, which is not bad. Um, you know, 40, 40 points is where you start with these two because that's just kind of where they've been at. Uh, recently and and I think that they are respectively in in difficult matchups but with good indicators okay right and 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 there's something to like about each of them and there's something to 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 not like and let's start with Jokic here he's at home San Antonio coming off the back-to-back we just saw Gobert put up a decent number against this team and why because well Pau Gasol just isn't a very good defender especially you know just athletically he's not going to be capable of handling younger more athletic centers and it's not necessarily that he's a revolving door. The Spurs team defense is absolutely there. No. But when they are thin, when they are playing for rest, like they're ready for rest, they're ready for the all-star break, it makes good sense to me that uh, their defense would take a step back as far as individual and you know allowing larger fantasy performances. It's contrarian to go to Jokic because he's inconsistent. The range of outcomes is anywhere between 20 and 70 points. We've seen that. I mean, in the last 10 games, you've seen outcomes in both both places. Um, But I think it's an interesting spot, a good way to be different. Cat, however, I think I actually prefer. He has actually been phenomenal against Houston in his career. He had a great game, I remember, last year against his team, and he just put up a 66 against them this year he's been really really capable of exploiting the middle of the floor now Clint Capella is not a bad defender but Houston does allow scoring inside the paint primarily because I think they spread it you know they spread out a lot they allow a lot of extra rebounds on the defensive end um or excuse me offense well their offensive end Pat's defensive end so there's definitely an argument to be made for Carl Anthony Towns specifically because of the recent performances and clearly there's something they feel like they can exploit. Now that could go two ways. They go right back to it or, you know, Houston decides to try and shore that up. Um, but either way, I feel like Cat with his ceiling in a high total situation is probably a better play than Jokic versus the Spurs, even though Jokic has a potentially contrarian advantage against a, you know, a, a, a kind of beat down defense, right? That that that's that's the argument for for Jokic to be completely different. No one is going to play him, um, you know, a, a against the Spurs because you just you just don't. That's just you just don't play uh, these guys uh, against the Spurs. But you know, Rudy went out thirty one minutes, thirty four fantasy points. That's not bad for Rudy Gobert. That's right on his online with his season averages. So I think it's cat for me if I'm going to pick a high price center here. But there's also some other spots that you can go to. Moving on to the grout, let's go down here. Let's talk about the guys who are below 8K at the point guard position. Speaking of the Spurs, Deontay Murray is very interesting to me. Uh, at point guard, I'm going to take a look at Deontay Murray, um, who is, let me get that pricing up here. Hold on one second. Deontay Murray, 5500 over there on FanDuel, a very, very reasonable price. And, you know, makes sense because we didn't know whether or not he was going to be going to be starting um we we weren't completely sure what his story was now on the um other other excuse me other spots of the point guard position that we want to to, to potentially get to i'm interested in dennis smith 7473 on dk i'm interested in 
De'Aaron Fox, 6K, 6'3 on DK. Um, and I'm interested in Eric Bledsoe, 7'9 and 7'2. Sorry, those are all out of pricing order. So let me go ahead and start with Eric Bledsoe, 7'9 on FanDuel, 7'2 on DK versus Atlanta. Listen, he has replaced what his what his most difficult quality was earlier in the year, which was the inconsistency, and he's been really consistent of late in the last four games specifically for the he struggled against the Knicks in, across 20 minutes um but in the last four games we have seen him uh be very productive over 40 points in three of those and then 33 against the Magic um you know over a fantasy point per minute um he's been adding you know defensive peripherals he's been adding assists rebounds scoring about 20 points so he's been averaging um about 26 or excuse me 23 six with a steal uh, and a half. So definitely a spot that you would want to go after. The Atlanta backcourt is is absolutely where where one of the spots that we want to attack on a slate. Um, he did not play in this game last time out against the Hawks, it seems to me. Um yeah, he he wasn't there with with the team when when they played the Hawks earlier this year. So We'll get a new look at, at Eric Bledsoe in this situation. I think he kind of is one of those mid-range guys that goes slightly overlooked. And of course, you know, attacking Atlanta at the point guard is not necessarily a bad thing. They've allowed some massive games um, to the point guard position. In fact, it's second in our big monster ratings uh, as far as the way to attack um, Atlanta. So certainly uh, an interesting an interesting spot to, to, to go to, um, to go to, to 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 Bledsoe here. Um moving over to uh Dennis Smith. Uh, you know, this is a high price. This is a season high type price for Dennis Smith. But point per dollar, he and De'Aaron Fox are some of the most consistent values that we have had. They've really actually been ridiculously useful fantasy assets as far as just kind of producing at at least 25 points or more. Um and and for for DSJ, this this goes back. I mean, the consistency really does go back. If you're if you're if you look deep in here, you look at from January on, when he started getting 30 minutes with consistency, I see two games under 20 points. I don't know how you replace that kind of consistency. The floor is just about 27. Um, and you know, the ceiling is not that high because you're in Rick Carlisle offense, but the ceiling is 38, 35, 37. At 7,400, it's an interesting asset. You get 26 against the, the Kings. This is going to be a pace down spot, so I don't like it. But I think in order to get that, you know, maybe to get an even a better point per dollar type value, you flip that over to um you flip that over to De'Aaron Fox, who has been just as good. Uh, you know, not well, not quite as good, but but just as good from a point per dollar perspective in the last five games, he's had, um, you know, three of these just at 30 or th- in between the range of 30 and 32 fantasy points, one dud in that stretch um, against Chicago um, where he only played 16 minutes. And I believe that's where he did that ankle injury. So he sat that went out. He left that game early and, and had an ankle. So he has been a little bit less consistent than Dennis Smith, but, but just as, but, but, but you're getting a discount, um, and, and this is a good matchup for him. He had 29 in that game where Smith had 26. So, you know, if that happens similarly tonight, they both score 29 points. You're getting a better point-per-dollar value from De'Aaron Fox. So 
a nice kind of secondary option at the point guard position. And then Deontay Murray at 5,500. I could talk about him in the value section, but we absolutely want to attack Denver at the point guard position. No doubt about it. Obviously, it's a great spot. Um, from an efficiency differential, it is, in fact, the best spot, according to my um, according to my matchups here. Um, looking at that, it is the, yeah, the best spot for efficiency differential to the point guard position. What's really impressive about Murray is he went out and he had this game, you know, just last week. They played Denver. He had 30 fantasy points. And <laughs> two weeks ago, sorry, um, before he had that little injury stretch. He had 30 fantasy points, and he did not score a point. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. He took four field goals. He took four shots. He did not score one real-life point, and he still had over a fantasy point per minute. Why? He had 13 rebounds, seven assists, and two blocks. I mean, he finds a way to contribute. This kid finds a way to contribute, no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, listen, his usage is going to go up without LaMarcus on the floor. And in fact, last night he was at 23% usage, which has been a great, which is a great number for him. It's, you know, a little bit above his season. That's 3% above his season average. So definitely a guy who is going to benefit from the increased offensive load. You can expect a nice, you know, a little bit more scoring from Murray here. I think pop plays him. Um, even though, you know, we have the ankle and the back-to-back, I, I, I feel like Popovich plays him in this situation just because he's young and he's capable of handling 25 minutes. And you get about a fantasy point per minute from him at that price. I think you're you're happy. At the shooting guard position, I'm interested in Chris Middleton. I'm always slightly interested in Chris Middleton, I, you know, and it kind of is, it, it, there's there's two reasons for that. In, and one of them is that he always goes overlooked. And he he's 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 relatively consistent. So, you know, you're going to get a floor of about 24 points. Uh, but, you know, the ceiling is 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 40. And he destroyed the Hawks uh, earlier this year. One of the best rematch boosts that I've seen on fantasy five by five. He went for 52 in this spot um, earlier. Now, that was in October. Right. OK, that's way back. Right. Fresh legs, all that good stuff. So take it with a grain of salt, but he has on the year averaged about 0.9 fantasy points per minute. Now he's below that average in the last five. He's struggled in the last five, but we saw what he's capable of against the magic. We know that this is an inferior opponent. We know they struggle with wings. Baysmore is the one spot that I don't like to attack on this defense. Um, so I will say, you know, some hesitation there. I don't love attacking Kent Bazemore. It's not that he's an elite defender, but he's definitely playing well this year as far as his defensive real plus minus, and he can he can struggle. Or excuse me, he can shut people down. So Middleton, I think, is a contrarian and interesting option at, um, you know, at 7-8 seven, uh, seven, seven, on FanDuel, 7-4 seven, seven, on DraftKings. I don't think people are going to play him. For that reason, I think you get some leverage in a good situation on the wing there. Um, but I also have some interest in, um, I don't know how I can say this on this pod, with any, you know, with any, any form of, 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 of seriousness, Gary Harris, I mean, he's killing me. He is killing me. Two great matchups with the Rockets and the Suns. And listen, if you listen to this show, you know I like Gary Harris. The 
for the floor. The floor has been consistent, and he just took the floor away from me of late. And, you know, he's killed me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Gary has really hurt me in the last couple. But the price drop, he's 6400 we just saw Donovan Mitchell go out and put up 50, uh, uh, you know, 48 on this team. I think it's an interesting, interesting way to go um, to just try to be, um, you know, a little bit different, um, a little bit different at the, 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 the shooting guard position. I understand if you're saying to yourself, Sean, I just can't do that. He has, he has killed me. I mean, you had a, what was supposed to be a smash spot against the, um, a smash spot against the uh, against the, the the Rockets and then against the Suns and he just doesn't even get to four X. Uh, so if you're if you're if you're feeling the burn from Gare Bear, I understand sixty four hundred six K on DraftKings. That makes a lot of good sense to me. I understand why you would not want to go back there. Um, but I think the price is right. I think the price is interesting, um, and I think that it is a potentially good spot to to take the consistency that that he potentially offers in the matchup that goes you know slightly overlooked now there is definitely some better value down here in the 4k's of starters that are going to get some good production so you could go over to that position as well um the one guy that i want to keep sorry two two guys two more guys the shooting guard andrew wiggins very interesting to me uh at 6-1 um, against Houston, you know, we know he's scoring dependent. We know he's not going to contribute a lot of other things. Um, you know, he had a great performance against Sacramento because he put up eight rebounds, uh, which is not something that he normally, normally does, but he did put up 30 fantasy points against the Rockets earlier this year on 16 fantasy points or excuse me. Yeah. 16 real life points. It's a spot where you expect him to be capable of scoring. Now, Jimmy obviously is probably going to be pretty ball dominant and somewhat inefficient in this situation. That's just kind of what he is. Um, Wiggins' usage will struggle because of that, but I do think that he's an interesting kind of um, point-per-dollar play. He's not my favorite, but he's in there, that range. I do like Wesley Matthews if he plays. He's been really, really productive of late, and I just don't think you could ignore the production that he's had. This is a good matchup against Sacramento. Um, You know, they have struggled on the wings of late, so I am interested in Wesley Matthews also if he plays, but I don't know what his story is with his his back injury, so we'll see. Um, Moving over to the small forward position, I... It's thin. It, it it really is. It's it's relatively thin. Um, I'm not gonna lie. You, you you have the studs, which is why the studs are so so appealing. But you drop into this middle range and you look at, I think it's Kyle Anderson and Josh Richardson. That's it. You know, and obviously they're 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 pretty much the only guys that qualify for this price range. And then Jimmy's interesting. Um, Jimmy's interesting. If you feel like you want to harden in your lineup and you can get Jimmy, it's an interesting little game stack correlation play. They go back and forth, trade some buckets. That could be a really productive thing. But I think Harrison Barnes and Josh Richardson, or not Harrison Barnes, Josh Richardson, Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson is pretty much one of the only offensive pieces that they have, but his offensive game is offensive. See what I did there? It's just not there. I mean, he, he you know, he's a good, well-rounded player, but he's just, he's slow. I hate playing him because I don't, you know, you have a massive range of outcomes. Uh, he's very comfortable not scoring. 
Um, so 6K for him feels like a very high price tag. So I'm going to go up to Josh Richardson at 6-7. And I think one of the things that I'm banking on here with Josh Richardson is a combination of minutes and no uh, no Ananobi out there. Now, it's not necessarily a great matchup from the numbers perspective, but part of that has been that they have had a really good rotation of threes really, really, you know, sticking defensively out there. But Richardson is really kind of playing as much of a two as he is a three. Um, and I think that you could definitely see him matched up with DeMar. He played 38 minutes last time against the Raps um, and put up 23 fantasy points. Not a great number, but I think you have to remember Goran Dragic went bananas in that game um, and and put up 48 fantasy points and, you know, had, you know, like 30 real life points. So definitely a, a situation where you could see Richardson, you know, get a nice little bump. And, and we've seen the ceiling of late, you know, it's up to 40 points now. He's capable scorer. Um, so this is definitely uh, an interesting situation to, to to potentially take a mid-range guy that Micah overlooked as people go high-low. Not my favorite. The mid-range is not that great at shooting guard and small forward. And, and I hate to say it, but it's not that great at power forward either. I like Dwight Powell. I think Dwight Powell, but I, I hate his price. I mean, 6700 I I was great with him when he was 5700 I hate the price. Um, I like the minutes and the production of late. He's been really, really consistent. I mean, just just look. <laughs> you know, 27, 34, 33, 33. He, he's found a role. He's sticking to it. Carlisle believes in him. That's all, That was always the hump that we had to get over with Dwight Powell was, was you know, we know he's athletic. We know he's a capable rebounder. He's going to do more than just score. Is he going to get the run from, from Carlisle? And he plays as a center, you know, kind of a flex center uh, with, 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 with Dirk. And he plays alongside Dirk um, because he kind of athletically makes up for Dirk, right? He allows Dirk to play outside on the perimeter and not have to do as much rebounding and interior banging. He relieves some of that pressure, and he does a lot of the, you know, uh, work near the rim for Dirk. And that's what you want against Sacramento. You want someone near the rim against Sacramento. They allow some of the most scoring in the paint, and they do allow one of the highest front court uh, plus minuses, and they have allowed some massive, massive games to the center. In fact, it is the best center matchup, not the best center matchup, the best center matchup belongs to Atlanta. We'll talk about Dwayne Dedman. It is the second best center matchup on the slate. Um, so definitely, um, definitely a spot that we're going to want to want to look at. Um, Taj is also in play. You know, I mean, if you need a consistent power forward and you get 5,400 at Taj Gibson, I think that that's reasonable. I really do. I, I think that it's pretty reasonable. I don't think it's a crazy spot to go to him. Um, you know, I, I, I don't mind it. I wish I knew what what kind of run Bam Adebayo was going to get. I love Bam Adebayo. Um, but the minutes have been everywhere. You know, absolutely everywhere. If we knew he was going to get 25 minutes, I think that, that would be that would be really fun. Um and he played 32 and played phenomenally well against Toronto last time. But remember, I believe that Whiteside was out in that game. He's now power forward eligible on FanDuel, which really, really changes a lot. Really, really nice. So I, you could go there, but it's, it's a little bit concerning. It's a little bit concerning to, to, to go there right now. Um, yeah, that, that is it um, at the power forward position. Moving over to the center spot. 
Ah, uh, you know, I like Steven Adams here in this mid range. Um, Jonas Valanciunas's production has been insane of late, but I'm not going to pay that price for somebody who's getting 20 minutes. Um, you know, and 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 Miami is is an inconsistent matchup at the least to project. Um, so I'm not going to pay that. I think I will pay Steven Adams seven one on FanDuel and you guys know I talk about Steven Adams a lot and the reason you talk about Steven Adams a lot is because he has he 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 kind of just never lets you down um as far as you know his consistency he's averaged 31 on the year he's averaging 32 over the last five he's been at a basically a fantasy point per minute all season long um you know and Cleveland is Still a team that we can attack in the paint. Tristan Thompson is not informed defensively. He had 40 fantasy points last time out. Now, obviously, that's a different matchup, right? It's a different matchup with with um with Kevin Love out there and that other team. It's gonna be it's gonna be different. Um, but I don't see necessarily a problem with with projecting Steven Adams for to that floor of 32 points um in this situation. You're getting a nice price on him as well. A lot of people are going to flock to Pogasol after he put up that massive number. I worry about the I worry about the minutes. I worry about the minutes. 33 minutes is I mean, he does that you know, once in a blue moon. If we know he's going to play, if we knew he was going to play, I would say go for it, but I don't necessarily know that he's going to play 30 minutes. You know? I I don't know that. Um I I I can't necessarily project that and he's on a back-to-back he, you know, he had 15 and 15, which is, which is great. Um, but I don't necessarily know that you can project him to, to, to go for 33 minutes again. I like Dwayne Dedman. I love the matchup with Milwaukee. I love the no John Henson. Thon Maker has been, a, you know, just uh, not the physical presence that, that John Henson is. I mean, he's, he's just not capable. And Dedman got, 30 minutes against Detroit and, and was really productive and, and they played really well. And I think, I, I don't know necessarily if it's a situation where they didn't, you know, they, they, they want to get developmental minutes to Collins at the five or what the case is. Um, but if, if, if we have a, if, if we have a spot that opens up, you know, Deadman to, to, to go for, 30 minutes, then I think we, we have to kind of jump on it because you have a phenomenal matchup. He's a capable interior scorer. He's efficient. Um, and I think that, that, that he's in an interesting spot. I, you know, can you go there in your cash games? Not necessarily. Um, because he's, he's, you don't know what you're going to get from that rotation. Um, but I do think it's an interesting, interesting spot, you know, fantasy point per minute, if he gets you 30 minutes, you know, and the issue that I have, and I think if you're saying to yourself, I don't know, Sean, then I understand. And, and, and I, you know, and I, I'll, I'll agree with you because the price is up, you know, 50, 50, 5,800 for him is like, oh, really? Why why isn't he, you know, 4,500 and Tristan Thompson is 4,500 and he's been averaging the same, basically the same production of. Um, you know, and, and so I, 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 I would understand if you, you, you wanted to go there, or even if you wanted to go to Thon, who's basically min price, um, and, and will probably play 20, 20 minutes. So 
Deadman is interesting for me. I, you know, I think he's he could be in a productive situation just given the matchup. Um, so that is it. Let's move over to the bargain basement guys who are five five and below on FanDuel, of course. Um, just because the pricing is a little bit more restrictive over there. I mentioned at the point guard position, Deontay Murray. Um, Murray at 5'5 five, five on the nose. I think he's in a really interesting play. I Do you love the back-to-back? Do you want to take the risk with Popovich? <laughs> no, but I think he's an interesting play. Obviously, Ray Felton is definitely in play if Russ sits out. I don't see that happening, but could. Um, George Hill, 20 minutes. I don't think he can go there just yet, guys. He's not going to play much more than 28 minutes. He does have an injury history. I think the Cavs are going to be careful with him. Um, Tyler Johnson is going to play plenty. Um, you know, 4,200, I think you could absolutely do worse than Tyler Johnson, 30 minutes of him on the wing. And you know what the sneaky thing is, is he's a shooting guard and he's not a, he's, 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 he's definitely in, in play, um, over there, uh, uh, against Toronto. So could be, it could be a good spot for him at the shooting guard position. Um, you know, I think I think you could look I I love Eric Gordon's price. I just don't know how many how much he's going to play. He's only played like 24 minutes in the last 3 games. But I love his price. Um and you know, I I think it's an interesting interesting spot to look at. JR Smith is is similar. Um if you have some injuries in Dallas, if we have this Wesley Matthews injury, I think you can look at Kyle, Kyle Collinsworth, and you could probably look at Doug McDermott uh, to fill in for for those guys behind him. At the small forward position, oh God, it's another dumpster fire of a day at small forward. I mean, Chetty, 30 minutes of Chetty at 4,100 I think is fine. I think it's fine. CJ Miles, though, is probably even more preferable because he's a really capable scorer and shooter. Um, you know, I I I I like him for sure. Um 20 minutes of him, I think, is about a fantasy point per minute. So I'm okay with with CJ Miles in this situation, no doubt. Um, and you know, I mean, guys like PJ Tucker are gonna play, Justice Winslow is gonna play, McDermott's in play if we have some of those injuries in Dallas, who knows? At the power forward position, you know, Taj is 5,400, which is fine. And so is Bam Adebayo. Surge, 5,400. I don't really like him against that front court necessarily. Um, Davis Berton's in play. Again, LMA is going to be out. Um, He is absolutely going to be a guy that we can go to. Jeremy Grant and Patrick Patterson are two guys that you can go to if you have no Carmelo. So keep an eye on the Carmelo news. Um, for for potential minutes there, um, James Johnson is just too damn cheap. You know, I, how do these Miami players get so cheap? I he he's the one who gets the minutes if Bam Adebayo doesn't. So I don't necessarily know when, but they're just half and half. They're fifty fifty at the four. So I'm not really sure what to say about that. Um, that's it. That's it, man. That's it. I Jeff Green. 3,900 for Jeff Green against OKC. You know, it's not Atlanta, um, but, and they have Larry Nance now. So how many minutes are they going to give to Larry? How many minutes are they going to give to to Jeff Green? That's something to to consider. I think he'll probably settle back into that about 20-minute role uh, and go 
halvesies with Flair and Nance. I really do think that they're going to kind of do a uh, halvesies situation. <sighs> it's, a, it's a weird slate. It's a weird slate. Be careful with your value, you know? Um, let's go over to FanDuel. Let's see if we can throw together a quick lineup. All right, so I mentioned, you know, the more and more that I looked at Tyler Johnson, I feel like he's actually one of the safer values on the slate. But I even say that and kind of take a deep breath, like, oh. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'll put him in there. Let's see how this works. Let's see how this goes. Um, I'm going to go to uh, high floor, small forward. I'm, I Honestly, I might pay up for two small forwards today. In fact, let's see what happens if I do that. Let's go LeBron, and then let's go Jimmy in this spot. And obviously, I didn't talk about Jimmy, but it's a good situation for him. Anytime you have Jimmy in a high total game, you're interested. Um, let's see if I go LeBron and Jimmy there. I got 5,700 per position. That's not exactly ideal, but if I can find a couple value pieces, I think I'm okay. Power forward, we have um, definitely have some value over at power forward. So let me grab a couple of these guys. Let's let's say we get, um, you know, we got Davis Bertans. He's definitely going to be in play. Um, let's say we have no Carmelo and we get some Pat Pat, Patrick Peterson, Patterson. Let's say he's in there. Um, and then at center, let me see if I can get do 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 okay with Tristan Thompson. I don't love the matchup with Steven Adams and yeah, but I'm okay with it. I think he's an interesting point per dollar type play. So I take some value there, right? In order to get the big man value in order to get the two small forwards because I hate small forward today. Um, and I'm left with about 7K per position, which actually isn't that bad. Um, you know, and let's see what I can do at shooting guard here with that. Um, let's say take some take some guys. <sighs> J.R. Smith is not in a bad situation either. I it, Could this be another Cavs slate? It could be another, you know, all Cavs. Let's see what happens if I get J.R. Smith. And guys, obviously, you know, this is a, a rough draft build. You're going, oh my God, Sean, what the hell? back off because I'm building fast. Um, Chris Paul. And then I got seven K left at the shooting guard position. That leads me to, well, actually, hold on one second. Let me try something else. I'm going to flip out Tyler Johnson for, um, Deontay Murray. And then I have 5,700 shooting guard. Yes. Wesley Matthews. That's what I'm talking about. This is actually kind of a fun little stars and scrubs, but, you know, I don't know if I'll stick here. Deontay Murray, Chris Paul, J.R. Smith, Wes Matthews, LeBron, Jimmy, Davis Bertans, Patrick Patterson, and Tristan Thompson. So stars and scrubs, if you wanted to be a little bit more balanced, obviously you could be very, very, uh, very easily be a little bit more balanced, but, you know... um, I think stars and scrubs could be a good way to go on this slate. Just take what you know is going to get production from a minute perspective. So that is it for me, guys. Who knows what's going to happen as the day's news unfolds. Tomorrow, Monster Slate, I will be bringing you a show. And uh, and then we're on the All-Star break. Remember, no Thursday show. Patreon.com slash lineup logic. If you want to support the show, I appreciate it. Hey, good luck in your contest with Seattle.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.